Welcome everyone to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and this is going to be a really exciting addition, especially now that the 2020 NBA 2K League draft is complete. And what an event it was. I actually was there and a lot of props to the staff at the NBA 2K League for putting this event together at Terminal 5. It was extraordinary. The support throughout the room was awesome. You can really feel the league growing. You could feel the energy amongst all the fans, the players, and everyone who is involved with the league. And to talk about everything that went down in the draft, especially with the Magic, I bring on the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards, along with two of the retainees from last year's team, Brandon Toxic Rowdenbush and Brendan Reezy Hill. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Thanks for having Good. us. So to dig a little bit deeper into the draft, Jonah, just talk about what went into the decisions to select Profusion, 35th overall in the second round, and DJ Bama, 60th overall in the fourth. Yeah, so Profusion was someone I think that was at the top of our board all along. Um, he was someone we really felt uh, was going to fit kind of what we what we lacked a lot last year, which we just thought was was pure sharp shooting ability. Someone who's going to you know consistently knock down his open shots and is going to give us give us a couple extra points every game. So that was something that we we really looked for there in thirty five was a sharp shooter to kind of pair next to, next to Reed. It's going to maybe alleviate some of the pressure off of him and. And able to give us hopefully you know twelve to twelve to fifteen point per game uh, hopefully so um, you know we had a number of guys that we were looking at thirty five um, you know profusion was one of the last guys left I think a lot of we maybe more sharpshooters went off the board than we maybe even anticipated going in so I think that we kind of got a little lucky to get him there at, at, at thirty five so we were thrilled at thirty five then when he when we uh, you know we got to call him in and and we almost didn't expect it so um, at sixty I would say DJ was one of our top targets going into the fourth round it was someone we thought was super versatile and flexible and for whatever reason maybe didn't hold the same weight in the community this year um but we really feel confident in his skill ability uh we, we he's an incredibly skilled 2k player i firmly believe that and um also you know he has a degree in mathematics from uab and there are some things that kind of differentiated himself that i i just really felt like we we had to grab him there at 60. Talking to people at the draft many were shocked that profusion was still available at 35 in the draft war room here in Orlando, were you guys just as surprised? Yes, absolutely. We were we were thrilled. It was really, you know, we were a little fearful. Um, as soon as as soon as uh, get on my level got taken to the Utah Jazz, we was one of our top guys there as well. As soon as that happened, we were a little nervous that maybe one of those teams in between uh, thirty one and thirty five were going to grab them. Um, fortunately, they they didn't. We were ecstatic when we saw the the Gen G pick right before us was Gen, um, and that meant you know obviously profusion fell to us. So we we were thrilled. And Toxic, I want to bring you into this as you have a, a strong friendship with Profusion. Just talk about your background with him, how well you know him, when that started, and how excited you are to have him aboard. Yeah, so I've known him for, you know, going on maybe three, four years now. Uh, we were playing 2K together before there was even a 2K league. Uh, we actually were on the my first Pro-Am team that I took serious. We were teammates together. Um, so I'm very familiar with him, you know, his personality, what he brings to the game. Um so we've been playing for a long time, and, and we've always had aspirations of being teammates together. It just never, you know, the cards never fell in our favor. And like Jonah said, like now that, you know, he was there at 35, like none of us expected that. And that was our number one guy probably as a sharp. And you can make an argument that he should have been retained in Boston, and we thought he would probably go in the expansion draft. And so for him to fall to 35, I mean, we were just ecstatic. It's a guy that can compliment Reed. You know, Reed draws a lot of the defense to him. So if we have a guy who can knock down a shot, 
you know, consistently, that's big for us. So, and that's what he brings. You know, he's a very uh, chill kid, good personality. He's all about his team. You know, he just wants he just wants to play 2K. He's a gamer. You know, he's not going to cause any issues. Um, he's in, in, in what you see is what you get with him. Like we said, knockdown shooter. That's that's something we needed. We felt we needed needed with Reed. So to get him at 35, we were happy and obviously you know a good friend of mine. So I'm happy to welcome him to the team. Yeah, and the stats tell some of the story. I mean, he averaged nearly 17 points per game in the regular season in the tip-off tournament last year. He averaged 20 during that week. So the stats support that he's obviously one of the top players uh, throughout the NBA 2K League, especially from a shooting standpoint. He shot nearly 54% from three-point range in the regular season. So the stats are there, and uh, it sounds like he was the missing piece that you guys were looking for. Uh, Reezy... You guys played against the Celtics last year. What do you remember playing against him? What is his skill set like, and how much you know excited you are that he's now on your side? Yeah, our game plan um, kind of going into that week was just do not let him get open looks. Do not let him touch the ball. He has to be able to score 10, 12 points for them to be able to win the game. So, um, you know, we were really focused on him going into the week. And, uh, you know, he's, he still went out there. He had seven shots, made four of them, three for four from a uh, three-point line, finished with 11 points, and we ended up losing the game by four. So, um, you know, he was he was our main focal point in that, in that game. If you give him open looks, he's going to knock them down. Um, you just can't let him get any space. So we're super excited to have him on our side now, and I have to game plan against him and worry about him. And, uh, the, you know, the, the script will be flipped this year. Other people will be game planning for him, so. Super excited to have him. So moving forward, Jonah, just talk about when your training camp will begin, what exactly that will entail, how grueling it's going to be for this group. I'm sure you have a lot of plans as far as, you, as, far as how you want to build this team and what you want your strategies to look like. But just talk about moving forward, what this is going to look like in the next few weeks ahead. Yeah, so here, here in the next few weeks, um, the guys are actually the, the two new players. The four current players we had going to the draft are already here in Orlando. Um, the two new guys are going to arrive this upcoming Sunday, um, and then we're going to get right into it. So on Monday, we're going to have our onboarding. Um, we're going to be at, at the NBA 2K night at the, the Blazers vs. Magic home game here in Orlando, which is going to be super exciting. The guys are really, really looking forward to it. And then, uh, you know, basically after that, we're getting right into it on Tuesday. Obviously, we're going to have some some breaks for media day and uh, we're having an event Thursday night. We're actually going to the wild and out here at, at the Amway center, which should be a lot of fun. And, but I would say um, not entirely too rigorous, the boot camp this year. I think that we're in a little different situation than last year. We don't have, you know, obviously multiple rookies coming in, you know, we have one rookie now, which is going to be a lot different. Um, but you know, the guys are pretty acclimated already, which is a blessing to have, but you know, we're still going to hit it really hard. We're going to be one of the teams that probably practice the most going into the tip-off tournament, and that's probably because we firmly believe we're one of the one of the teams that can take that tournament. Um, we we really truly think that that's kind of our our coming out party if we can get there. So um, we're we're really looking to win that, and and so yeah, we're, we're probably going to be doing a lot of ten-hour days in between then, just ten hours straight of basically playing two K. So that's a lot um, for those that don't really understand. I know that probably seems you know at home people probably play ten hours. They've done that before, but. Um, you know, in the 2K league realm, that that is a lot of time just dedicated to the game and, and talking about getting better in practice and things like that. So uh, it it will be a lot, but I think that the guys are looking forward to it. Most of them they, they complain right now they're bored, like they, mm-hmm. they just are ready to get to yeah. the gameplay. So I think they're they're really looking forward to it as well. And toxic. Now that you've had an entire off season to reflect on last season and think about what you guys needed to improve for this year. You have now your two new players aboard, Profusion and DJ Bam, as we've already discussed. 
what are the things you really want to nail in on to make a jump from where you were last year? Yeah, I mean, I think our two biggest things, uh, obviously we wanted to get a knockdown shooter and we felt like we did that. Um, and then we get a guy like DJ Bama who I'm not super familiar with, but Reed is very familiar with him. Jonah's familiar with him from what they all say. Great 2K player. He can kind of jump into any role that we're going to need him to, to have. So to have that like security blanket as a player, I feel like we didn't have that last year. So that, you know, will push us as a whole, as a whole team as well to get better. Um, but I think if everyone, you know, comes in and just focuses on their job and, and, and understands their role with their team and, and improve individually on what you did last year, I think we're a really, you know, dangerous team. You know, for me, obviously, like, if I can relieve any offense from, from Reed and, and help knock down some more shots, like, if I can do that this year, it's going to help him a lot. You know what I mean? Adding a guy like Fusion who can knock down shots for Reed when they're focused on Reed is going to help him a lot. And then, you know, one thing we were talking about, you you brought up the Celtics game. and It, it, it says a lot to Fusion where we're game planning to take him out the game when they have an MVP candidate in Fab. I mean, going to that game, Fab averaged, like, the most points and the most assists in the league, and we were talking about take Fusion out of the game. So to have a guy like that now besides Reed is going to really, you know, open up a lot of things for him because if teams are now just focusing on face guard Fusion, take Fusion out of the game, now Reed can have more space and work and, and run pick and roll so efficiently like he likes doing. So, it, like I said, if everyone can just come in, understand your role, understand, you know, the work ethic that comes in that Jonah's going to instill in all of us and, and, and improve slightly on everything we did last year, then I think you'll see us make that jump, you know, hopefully to the playoffs and, and make that run that we believe that we should have made last year. And Reezy, you're the reigning rookie of the year. You were an MVP finalist last season. What now for you? Now, obviously, I'm sure what's most on your mind is helping this team win a championship. But what's it going to take for you individually to take the next step in your game, both individually and then also collectively? Um, I got a great group of guys around me. Uh, I had a great group of guys around me last year, but I, I'm, I'm even more confident coming into this season with the group we have around me. Um, you know, so just just carrying that momentum that that I kind of finished the second half of the season with, carrying it over to this season, and continuing that uh, that level of play um, with this group around me, I think would lead to a whole lot of success this year. So that's what I'm going to try to do. And uh, you know, I got I got the most confidence and these guys around me to do their jobs, and, and I just got to go out there and do mine. Now, obviously, Profusion's already familiar with the scene of the NBA 2K League being with the Celtics the last two years, DJ Bama being a newcomer. But, Jonah, just talk about the challenges of getting everybody acquainted, sort of the acclimation, forming a team, and making sure the chemistry is where you want it to be. Yeah, so th- I think that that's a super underrated thing. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas always said championships were one on the bus. Um, you know, we really feel like the kind of culture we have around here with the four guys even before the draft that we we felt that we were amongst the best in the NBA 2K League. Um, you know, obviously I think that, you know, as far as gameplay, chemistry, things like that, I think it's something that just comes naturally when you play together a lot. You kind of understand each other a little better. Um, definitely a, a focus of ours, too, is is that these guys are getting acclimated. And I think the Magic organization does an incredible job of giving these guys every single possible resource they could ever need. So that's a big – it's an easy way to become acclimated, you know, when you just don't have to worry about anything. Everything's there at your apartment. You know, the grocery store's, you know, a, a three-minute walk away. Things like that are just super, super nice to have. And, and you know, the guys are in, I, I think, a position to succeed, which is always the goal. Um, and I got some stats here. Let me drop some stats. Yeah, please do. Right I right. love stats. I'm a stat monster. 
So just to kind of state how bad we were last year, um, you know, at shooting the ball, we actually were the third to last ranked team in the 2K league at three point shooting, three point percentage. Mm. So um, only the teams that were worse were the Lakers and Nets last year. Um, our sharps combined to shoot 34% last season, which was the second lowest in the league. So mm. 34%, you said Perfusion's average was around 54%. So that, that'd be quite the jump for us. Um, we didn't actually lose a game that we shot over 45% from three last year. So again, like obviously our focus was getting an elite sharpshooter uh, and Perfusion. And obviously our focus in practice the first few weeks is going to be getting him acclimated on the court too. So we really feel like that needs to be one of our focuses is making sure to keep him involved in, in the game plan. Um, and I think that's something we're you know we're working with Reezy with, and I think that he's it won't be won't be too big an issue for us. Toxic. Aside from what your team did on draft night, were there any surprises around the league that pop out at you as far as somebody dropping in the draft or a team picking a player that you wouldn't have expected them to take? Uh, I mean, I think the big one around the league, especially like between our you know us league players and like the coaches, was Reg. Ball in 12. I mean, we, we started to get an idea, I guess, closer to the draft, you know, especially Reed. I remember Reed always saying, like, oh, I can see Reg dropping the air, I can see him dropping. But like maybe a month before the draft, I mean, people were arguing that he could go number one, you know, and he went yeah. all the way to 12. Um, so I think that's like the biggest, like the obvious one. Um, and then, you know, you know, guys getting picked that I maybe didn't expect, you know, you can, you can always kind of like nitpick maybe some fourth round picks that, you know, you thought someone else could have got in. I think a big one that people thought were going to get drafted was Dirk. And right. he didn't make it, so that one obviously stands out. But you know, at the end of the day, teams they all evaluate their fourth round pick different, and so it's hard to really say like, you know, if anyone was really a surprise because they all fit different for each team. But a lot of you did see a lot of new names, so you know, where you know I'm happy for all those new names that got in, and we'll see what they can do this season. Now we're recording this on Thursday, February 27th. The schedule has not quite been revealed yet, but I'm assuming by the time this drops. It will have been. Uh, Reezy, last year when the ticket was held at Full Sail University at the Fortress, uh, how exciting was it that this event was in your backyard? What do you remember most from it? And if, again, we don't know what the schedule is going to look like yet, I'm sure, again, by the time this is revealed, uh, the schedule will be out there. But how cool would it be if Orlando was once again able to host games from the NBA 2K League? Yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be it'd be a great opportunity for us to be able to play in front of the the home fans again, if that's possible. Um, I know last year when the ticket was held here, we were all super excited to be able to, you know, have the fans behind us for once. We're traveling to to New York every week. You know, we're playing the Knicks and the Nets and and other teams from that area. And um, you know, they got they always got the fans behind them, and and they're rooting against us. So it was nice to have the fans behind us for once last year. And uh, I felt like we put on a pretty good show for him, making it to the semifinals of the ticket. And um, hopefully, if we're able to, you know, if we're able to play in Orlando again, we can, we can even bring him a, a little bit better outcome next time. So, a question for all of you: You might all have a different opinion of this, but so Profusion and DJ Bama will be here in, I guess, like a week or so, whatever uh, that that turns out to be. Uh, first day here, or first night here, I'm sure you're going to take them out to a restaurant. What restaurant in Orlando do you guys have planned, at least in your own head, about where you want to go and bring them? Uh, I mean, I think if me and Reed had to choose, we'd pick the Hangry Bison because <laughs> like, that's probably our favorite spot. But um, I'm sure Jonah or like you know Ryan DeVos have something else in mind, so I'll leave that to Jonah. What, what do you order uh, off that particular menu? Their burgers are great, so like you can kind of create your own burger there. 
Um, they give you like a menu, like a pencil, and then you just kind of like pencil on what type of like what type of bun, the burger, the toppings, everything like that. So, you know, I just get like a normal burger, throw some bacon, cheese on it. I'm a hot sauce nice. guy, so yeah. I throw some buffalo sauce on it, <laughs> and then just a side of fries, and I'm set. So nice, Reezy. Do you share that same viewpoint, or do you have a different idea? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind that's the hangar bison. That's one of my favorite spots in Orlando. But I, I'd probably go for a new spot that I haven't even been to yet. Um, I've heard Tin and Taco downtown is is really good. Mm. I haven't had an opportunity to eat that yet, so I'd probably want to want to take them with me to experience something new as well. Um, I think we already have something planned. I'm not. I don't even know what it is, but uh, I'm pretty sure Jonah and Ryan have some some special plan for us. So I'm excited to see what yeah, it is. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jonah, you're the head coach. So you make the final decision. Maybe Ryan does actually. Maybe you guys share it. But uh, if you do have a place already in mind, if you want to share that, that's fine. Or just simply give a place that you would recommend. Yeah, we're we're going to lunch on Tuesday as a team. Uh, obviously, Friday night we're going to be at the or Monday night we're going to be at the game. So we're going to actually eat at Jernigan's at the game, which will be which will be fun. Um, Tuesday we're going to Four Rivers Barbecue Spot, which is in Winter Park. We Ryan and I both I think prefer the Winter Park spots the most. Um, my favorite down there is probably Ravenous Pig, which is mm, a really good always like, a fan favorite. Yeah, very very good spot. Um, so yeah, we we definitely frequent the Winter Park spots. Uh, those are probably the nicer spots in in Orlando. Awesome, guys. Well, I really appreciate the time and all the insights. Again, the plan, to my understanding, is that once the season begins, these podcasts are likely going to become weekly. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, But for now, please stay tuned to magicgaming.nba.com, all the social media channels for Magic Gaming, and also the NBA 2K League website, which should reveal the schedule in the next few days. Uh, Once again, thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time.